Welcome to The Daily Drive with Josh Downs, a podcast where I'll be sharing principles and insights each and every day to help you on your personal journey through life. Things to better help you move forward from wherever you are to where you want to be. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another week of The Daily Drive with Josh Downs. Today's episode is episode 451, The Greatest Battle We Will Ever Fight. Now, I don't know about how the weather's been wherever you are, That for those that are listening, but it started to snow here the past couple of days. I'll tell you what, I am not ready to let go of the warm weather. I'm just not, but unfortunately, we just don't have much say in that, do we? Well, to help me a little bit, I've been reading a little book titled The Language of Letting Go by Melody Beattie, and I've actually been reading it to help me let go of a lot of other things besides just the weather. But it's a great little book with a lot of great tips and and some thoughts about just how to let go of things, especially hard things that we go through. You know, the kinds of things from our past that we sometimes just seem to like to hold on to, or at the very least, have a hard time letting go of. Well, in one section of this particular book, she mentions that the key to mastering the lessons of your present circumstances, whatever they might be, is this. She says, We do not move forward by resisting what is undesirable in our life today. We move forward, we grow, we change by acceptance. Now, think about that statement for a minute. How many of us have tried to resist what is undesirable in our life? Resist those circumstances that we don't want to be in or experience. And exactly what has that done for us? When I went through my divorce, for example, I resisted as best as I could this new circumstance that I didn't want to be in. And that resistance really kept me in a place of pain and a place of low energy and negativity, a place where I felt sorry for myself and for my kids, a place that kept me for a while from being able to really truly move forward. Resisting what is undesirable is a sure way to resist the growth and the change and the healing that is on the other side of these kinds of experiences. In her book, Melody adds to the thought by saying, avoidance is not the key. Surrender is what opens the door. Now, listen to this truth. We are each in our present circumstances for a reason. There is a lesson, a valuable lesson that must be learned before we can move forward. Something important is being worked out in us and in those around us. We may not be able to identify it today, but we can know that it is important. We can know that it is good. Overcome not by force, overcome by surrender. The battle is fought and won inside ourselves. We must go through it until we learn, until we accept, until we become grateful, until we are set free. Elder Neil A. Maxwell, a leader of my faith, in what is one of my favorite talks on acceptance that I'm sure I've referenced several times in past episodes, said in this particular talk that what is required of us is a little bit more than just acceptance. He referred to it as consecration. And he said, consecration, likewise, is not shoulder-shrugging acceptance, but instead shoulder-squaring to better bear the yoke. And I like the difference that he portrays in those two terms, because there really can be a difference in the way that things are accepted. There is a difference in shoulder-shrugging as opposed to shoulder squaring. He says consecration, which in my opinion is the highest form of acceptance, involves pressing forward with the steadfastness in Christ and with the brightness of hope and a love of God and of all men. 
while also feasting upon the word of Christ. And he points out that Jesus pressed forward sublimely. There was a point even in his own life where his circumstances seemed too hard to bear, and for a moment he resisted them, asking his father if he would remove his bitter cup. But only for a moment, as he also acknowledged that if his circumstances were not to be changed, that he would move forward, that he would accept the situation, that he would allow for his will to be swallowed up in his father's will, that he would partake of the bitter cup and drink it. And he did not shrink, such as by going only 60% of the distance towards the full atonement. Instead, he finished his preparations for all mankind, bringing a universal resurrection, not a one in which 40% of us would have been left out. Each of us might well ask, in what ways am I shrinking or holding back, or resisting my present circumstances, or choosing to not surrender my will to God's? And that's a very profound question, and I believe an important question for each of us to ask at multiple junctures throughout our life. Elder Maxwell mentions along this pathway leading to consecration that stern and unsought challenges sometimes hasten this jettisoning, which is needed to achieve increased consecration. If we've grown soft, hard times may be necessary. If we're too contented, a dose of divine discontent may come. A relevant insight may be Contained in reproof, a new calling beckons us away from comfortable routines wherein the needed competencies have already been developed. One may be stripped of accustomed luxury so that the malignant role of materialism may be removed. One may be scorched by humiliation so that pride can be melted away. Whatever we lack will get attention one way or another. And I know that many of you have seen this happen in your own life and in the lives of others. That is the way really to look at our circumstances, not from the viewpoint of what did I do to deserve this or why is this happening to me, but rather what can I learn from this? How can I grow? How can I change? These are the questions that help us to move from resistance to acceptance and eventually to even consecration. He went on to say that this process of consecration or acceptance is both a principle and a process and it is not tied to a single moment. Instead, it is freely given, drop by drop, until the cup of consecration brims and finally runs over. Thus, acknowledging God's hand includes trusting that God has made ample provision beforehand to achieve all of His purposes, including His purposes in our lives. Now listen to this statement. Sometimes He clearly directs. Other times, it seems He merely permits some things to happen. Therefore, we will not always understand the role of God's hand, but we know enough of His heart and mind to be submissive. Thus, when we are perplexed and stressed, explanatory help is not always immediately forthcoming, but compensatory help will be. Thus, our process of cognition gives way to our personal submission, as we experience those moments when we learn to be still and simply know that I am God. Boy, isn't that just a great statement? Don't we always want explanatory help first and the most? We want to understand why, right? Why is this happening? Why do I have to go through this? But allowing this question to be answered later helps us to become submissive now. He concludes his talk by pointing out that God seeks to have us become more consecrated by giving everything. Then when we come to him, he will generously give us all that he hath. 
Elder Maxwell concluded that the submission of one's will is really the only uniquely personal thing that we have to place on God's altar. The many other things that we give are actually the things that He's already given or loaned to us. However, when you and I finally submit ourselves by letting our individual wills be swallowed up in God's will, then we are really giving something to Him. It is the only possession which is truly ours to give. Consecration, he says, thus constitutes the only unconditional surrender, which is also a total victory. Now, I know that I've referenced this great truth multiple times, but God has in mind to give us all that he has. But only when we are able to learn to be content with what we've been given, accept what might be taken away and enough without what we don't have. That, to me, is what is meant by true acceptance, submission, and consecration, and the only surrender that also constitutes a total victory. Now, make no mistake, this is the battle of a lifetime, and the reason that the greatest battle we will ever fight in life will be won through the surrendering of our will, not in the imposing of our will. And so today I would invite you to say to yourself, today I will be open to the lessons of my present circumstances. I do not have to label, know, or understand what I am learning. I will see clearly in time. But for today, trust and gratitude are sufficient. Now, thanks as always for listening today, everybody. And if you know of anyone struggling with their present circumstances, will you please consider sharing this episode with them today? I think we all need to be reminded of the value of surrendering at times instead of resisting. And one other thing, if you happen to be in the local area of Salt Lake City, Utah, my foundation, the Love Heart Foundation, is having a charity benefit for teenage suicide prevention this weekend on Saturday the 29th, and I would love for as many of my listeners to come as possible and support this great cause. There will be dancing, a costume contest, a silent auction, some games and raffles, an area to just lounge in and have some food and visit with friends and really just enjoy a night of fun. It's at the Awaken Center in South Jordan, Utah. And if you Google Eventbrite, Love Hard Haunted Howl, you'll find where you can get tickets. And we're having a superhero theme for dressing up. And along with that theme of superheroes, all first responders can get in free just by showing their ID. Tickets can be purchased for half off up until midnight tonight using promo code LOVEHARD25. So grab your tickets, grab a date or a friend, and come have a great time for a great cause. Until next time, I'm Josh Downs, and you're listening to The Daily Drive.